Hello everybody, welcome back to With a Side of Crime. I am your host, Caitlin. Um, I wanted to apologize for being absent for the last couple of months. Um, just figuring things out and getting life together can sometimes be an obstacle whenever you are trying to put a podcast together. But on top of that, the fact that information on the types of individuals that I cover in this podcast is so difficult to find and so underrepresented. The lack of information is just very, very upsetting and it can get discouraging. But you know what? We persist and we carry on. Um, Before I get into this week's episode, I wanted to humbly ask for you to leave a rating or a view, a comment, even if that comment includes, um, you know, some criticism, positive criticism. I do accept feedback. Um, I'm always looking for ways to make things better and make this podcast more appealing, helpful, and useful to the audience that hears it. With that being said, if you are a recurring listener, I definitely appreciate you. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. This is a podcast that mainly focuses on Black and people of color who have been missing or who have been murdered to try and bring some light, closure, and peace to the families and victims. Like I mentioned already, these cases are already underrepresented. There is not a lot of coverage in the media about them. Um, There's limited information on the cases. Um, And even if the cases are still open, there's still limited information about the cases. You know, there's not a whole lot to go off of, which is why a lot of these episodes are shorter. I'm hoping that one day, if traction for this podcast does pick up, um, I'll be able to do something similar to a crime junkie situation and have somebody actually go out in the field, do research and report back on it to give you a more detailed podcast with firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand accounts, talking to people who actually knew the victims to be able to get a more in-depth story that people can relate to more. But with that being said, I'll get into this week's episode. This week we are talking about Brittany Davis. In the case of Brittany Davis, police spent months trying to get the public's health in relation to her disappearance. Brittany was 32 years old at the time of her disappearance, and she vanished two days before Valentine's Day in 2020. Um, Her family didn't file a missing persons report right away. It took them about a month to file a missing persons report, actually. But in their defense, they did believe that Brittany was still alive somewhere. Brittany was last seen at either the Bucks, Racks, and Ribs restaurant or being dropped off at her home after this outing, depending on who you ask. So there's a couple different accounts on where Brittany was last seen. But Brittany and her fiance did not travel back home together. She actually took an Uber. At the time, Brittany was living with her fiance, Michael Lee Wilkerson from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Her family filed a missing persons report and he was an obvious person of interest and he remained one throughout the investigation. A little over a year after she went missing, human remains were found in the woods in Northeast Georgia. The remains were later determined to be those of Brittany Davis. So in September of 2021, 
People Magazine reported that Britney's cause of death was still unknown, but authorities did suspect that Britney was a victim of homicide. The last call that Britney made from her phone was February 11th of 2020. Now, her fiance's phone also didn't show any activity the next day until much later in the day. Later in the day when his phone did ping in Georgia, it was near the area where Britney's remains were later found. Suspicious. So on February 12th, 2020, Britney's employer received an email stating that she would be out of town for a week due to a family emergency. The IP address revealed that the email was sent from McDaniel Avenue from Britney's phone, but many noticed that the email address wasn't in Britney's typical typing style. There were strange double spaces and Britney typically did not type that way. So on February 13th of 2020, Britney's Wells Fargo account was accessed from McDaniel Avenue as well. It was reported that her fiance, Wilkerson, bought trash bags, lighter fluid, a suitcase, and drain cleaner, and then he washed her car all in the same day. So the next day, which would be Valentine's Day of 2020, Wilkerson rented a storage unit in Georgia which he vacated before March 3rd of 2020. And sometime between this happening, investigators learned that Wilkerson had rekindled his romance with his wife and their three kids. Um, So he was married, but he was somehow also engaged to Brittany. After going through Wilkerson's search history, authorities found some strange results. His iCloud search history for Valentine's Day was breakup letters for the perfect man. (laughs) The day after the search was made, the email from the search was sent to Brittany's phone via Wilkerson's phone, and that email contained direct quotes from the breakup letter searches from Wilkerson's search history. So Brittany's mother, Melanie Holloman, told Fox that from February to March of 2020, she continued to receive text messages from Brittany, leading her to believe that Brittany was indeed still alive. So one of the last texts that Melanie ever got from Brittany was that Brittany was taking a trip to Puerto Rico, but Melanie soon learned that her daughter never went to Puerto Rico. Police believe that this was done to make her family think that she was still alive and that the texts were actually coming from Wilkerson, who was later described as cunning and manipulative. Once she learned this information, Holloman decided that it was time to report her daughter missing. Enough of the game, she wasn't sure if it was even her daughter who was still texting her, so she went ahead and filled out the missing persons report. Her coworker told her mother that he knew Brittany loved Puerto Rico because they had spoken about it before. She was supposedly buying a plane ticket to go there, but he also later learned that Brittany never got on the flight. So once they began investigating, police began to suspect that Brittany was a victim of foul play and that they thought that she was dead. DNA analysis confirmed that the remains were those of Brittany. They believe she died on February 12th of 2020, but her cause of death wasn't determined, so that's just one day after she was last seen. 
The mysterious case of a woman's skull found in Gwinnett County has plagued the police department since May. Family has since identified the remains as 32-year-old Brittany Davis, who they say was living in South Carolina at the time. Fox 5 reporter Eric Perry spoke with the grieving mother who wants to know why anyone would do this to her daughter. This is a case that involves several states and several agencies. Officials say the 32-year-old's boyfriend is charged with murder. But now family members want to know where the rest of their loved ones remains located. I don't wish this pain and heartache on anybody. It's an unending mother's love that keeps Melanie Holloman fighting to know what happened to her baby. I started to call her phone and it just kept going straight to voicemail and that was not Brittany at all. Brittany Davis disappeared in March of 2020 after family members say she was on vacation with her fiance. I had gotten um, a text message from Brittany um, saying that she would be home from Puerto Rico the following afternoon um, that she needed to get away from Puerto Rico the two were living in Greenville, South Carolina at the time. Fast forward to April of this year in Gwinnett County, where police found a skull in the county. They released a sketch hoping someone could help identify the woman. I miss everything about her. Everything about my child. Family members learned that this was their loved one. Officials say they arrested Michael Wilkerson months later in Buford, August 24th, and charged him with murder. Family members believe he moved to the area. I would like to know where are her other remains. You know, she she didn't come in parts. She didn't come in parts. This mom says her 32-year-old baby had a spirit that lit up the room, and she knows nothing will be able to bring her back. I don't think I will ever have closure because I don't understand why. And again, this family wants you to come forward if you know any information, no matter how big or small it may seem. As for the suspect, after his arrest in Gwinnett County, he was extradited back to South Carolina, where he is behind bars. Eric Perry, Fox 5 News. Wilkerson's attorney requested a $75,000 surety bond and also requested that Wilkerson be able to go home to Georgia to his family so he could support them financially and emotionally, which is weird because how was he doing that if he was here engaged to another woman? But the Davis family acts that the judge denied this request since they believe that he was a flight risk. He had ties to different states, including Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Puerto Rico, family ties in Korea, and his current partner with family ties in Africa, according to Greenville Police Department. He was denied bond after being charged in the connection and disappearance of Brittany. This decision made after members from Brittany and Wilkerson's family pleaded with a county judge while dredging back up the horrible memories of what happened almost two years prior. Wilkerson has since stopped communication with Brittany's family despite the fact that many of the family had befriended him. During his bond hearing, Brittany's mother, Melanie Holloman, said, that she was speaking directly from her heart. She said, I don't wish this kind of pain and hurt on anybody. To say it's been a nightmare is an understatement because eventually you wake up, but I can't wake up. It was mentioned about his kids and how he can't be with him, them. But what about this mom and boys without my daughter? 
In a response to still receiving communication thinking that she was talking to her daughter, she questioned why and how Wilkerson could even do something like that. Well, new at 11 for the first time since remains of Brittany Davis were found and identified down in Georgia. We're hearing from her mom. Davis had been missing from Greenville for over a year, but her family never gave up hope. However, now they have a lot of questions and they want those questions answered. Brittany's mom says it's hard to hear, but she wants justice for her daughter. Police say her fiance, Michael Wilkerson, is the responsible one for her death. Fox Carolina's Jarvis Robertson is joining us live right now in the newsroom with their conversation, conversation, excuse me, and Jarvis, I know this is not the result that anybody wanted. Certainly is not, Sheldon. Police say the suspect was living in Lawrenceville at the time of his arrest, but has been extradited back to Greenville. Now, Melanie Holloman says what was done to her daughter was, an, was a depraved act. I guess I could say it's my new normal. A normal that Melanie Holloman will forever have a problem adjusting to. That hole that's in my heart, would ne- it, it, it's going to always be there because a part of me is gone. Her daughter, Brittany Davis, had been missing for over a year. It's a story we've covered from the beginning. Greenville police told us just over a month ago that Brittany's remains had been discovered in Georgia. Gwinnett County police say they found a skull back in April and started working with police here to identify those remains. They say the person responsible for her death, her fiance, Michael Wilkerson. Melanie was surprised because she and Brittany often talked about a lot of things. There were no signs um, of any type of abuse. I asked her if Michael was helpful during the investigation, to which she replied she only heard from him once during the initial phase. He did reply to my text, and that's the last conversation I've had with him, period. Um, Another family member reached out, and there was conversation. She told me they had been engaged for about nine months to a year. They had been knowing each other for quite a few years, though. While Melanie works through the grief, she says the fight for Britney's justice and more answers will continue. This is what Britney would want. I know this. I know this. Because I can hear her now. No, mom. We can't stop right here. While the grief may be strong, the memories are ever present. I asked, what is it about Britney that makes her smile? She said her love for candles. And that was the thought that came to mind. Um, the pumpkin pecan waffle candle was her favorite. Although Wilkerson has been charged, Melanie is asking anyone who may have seen or heard something to still come forward. We're live in the newsroom tonight. I'm Jarvis Robertson. Back to you in the studio. Wilkerson has two pending felony charges in North Carolina. His current wife, Mary Wilkerson, who has been married to him since 2006, is the mother of his three children and said that her children have been diagnosed with PTSD since his arrest. Mary Wilkerson also stated that their children need their father even if he is on house arrest. Melanie Holloman, Brittany's mother, said that Brittany had a heart of gold, the prettiest smile and dimples, loved to cook, and would help you in any way that she could. So in Brittany's case, I guess there is some semblance of justice knowing that her killer has been put in prison but she's still gone she's not coming back and her family has to deal with the loss and the grief of her not being here that is all i have for you this week 
Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. This is Caitlin. This is With a Side of Crime. <laughs>